0: Uh Kenny. What's happening? Dude, we did it. We actually connected and are recording this. We did. This is this is great. This is like this is like internet podcasting magic.
1: It is. It definitely is. <laughs>
0: So, for for any audio listeners, the three people that will listen to this, Michael, <laughs> um, we I, I sent you a link from Anchor. That's an audio recording link, and you're you're pulled over at an exit, driving through. What state are you in right now? I am. I'm in Kentucky now. I've got in,
1: about three okay. hours to drive. Okay.
0: And you're and and you're going um going home to get to bring back more supplies to 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 fill the the room that you're you're living in for the fellowship.
1: Yes, yes, home for the next year. I am getting more supplies for.
0: Love um, it. At, so
1: at yeah, ten o'clock at night,
0: <laughs> dude. You committed a year of your life to shepherd. Yes, I did. How did that come about? Like what? what led to that conversation and you making that decision?
1: Yeah. So I, um, I wanted to go into refugees, helping um, refugees and resettle them. And um, when I was looking for jobs, um, you know, not to get political in the first minute, but the current administration wasn't bringing in a lot of refugees. So America wasn't the spot to go to. Um, And I, current administration or the previous administration the, at the time it was the current it's the previous administration now but this was yeah. this was 2020
0: but, but i mean just just in, in in light of like facts and global realities too right. the refugee the the refugee influx has not increased under the new administration either and there's a lot of different logistics behind that and so even if you had like been seeking that out Refugee yeah. organizations are having a hard time getting people through the processes and they are in the U S they are. And so, you know, America
1: wasn't the spot. And so um, I knew the Nazarene church was doing stuff in uh, Germany and oh. I was like, man, um, you know, I, I could go there and, and help with uh, refugee uh, the refugee crisis there. And um, I got to know the guy who leads that ministry. Um, and then COVID hit. So actually, that was more who, of like who's, 29. Sorry, who's that guy? Tell, tell who's who that, that guy? Is? Yeah. Who, who, what is, wh- what's the coronavirus? Never heard of her.
0: No, no, not the coronavirus. The guy with the ministry oh, in, the, guy. in Germany.
1: Oh, uh, well, it it was Brandon Snipes. I don't know okay. if it's still him. Cool. I think that might have changed. But I at the time, it was Brandon Snipes. Mm-hmm. And um, so I got in contact with him and I was like, you know, is this something I could do after graduation? And he's like, yeah, we need people. And I was like, oh, sweet. You know, like, let's go. And then when COVID hit, uh, NCM, Nazarene Compassionate Ministries, halted international hiring. And um, I don't know if that's still going on, but when I was starting fall semester senior year, they still were halted. And so I was talking to dr van ness and i was like what do i do and he's like i don't know that just dried up man and so i was like okay mm-hmm. he's like you might, you're might you gonna want to start looking at other places and at the time my mentor uh david calvarice had done the fellowship and he was really good friends with colton who used to um lead the fellows and from what i understand that has now been given as a responsibility to alan alan sutherland mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the time, you know, it was still Colton and I was saying, yeah, you know, like I want to go into missions, but NCM isn't hiring internationally. And he's like, dude, listen, like you need to check out Shepard. He's like, they're doing amazing stuff. And, you know, I did the fellowship. He's like, this is going to really help you, you know, right out of grad, right out of uh, uh, college this is going to be a great place to to go and start with. Um, so I was like, all right, um, and started talking to them and really, really fell in love with the idea. And it went from like plan B, plan A at that point, since Germany was no longer an option, was just go to Columbus and work with a ministry there, um, and get a full time job and just do bivocational stuff to get ordination. And then when really? I started talking to Shepard, I was like, "Oh, dude! Like, I I think this is Plan A now." So, um, it was mm-hmm. really awesome. And it, you know, as soon as they offered me the position, I was like, "Yeah, no, I accept!" Like, immediately. <laughs> there was no, you know, I'd already Shoot. deliberated. Deliberated, you know.
0: Cool. Well, I I want to get into um, you know, what your role is and and how things are going um as as you're starting up in the fellowship. But let me just back up because I like jumped. Right in, and I think that was a great question to start with, just how how you landed there. But let me let me even go back farther than asking um, some just questions about you, because I want I want to get to know you a little bit better. But I want to I want to share that with with um, any anybody that might be listening to this and might be checking out being a fellow, because that's kind of what I want to do with this, Michael. Is I want to I want to get to know you the you know the men and women that are entering the fellowship now. But, you know, as as I'm kind of tracking with you in your journey, praying with you guys and checking in with you and then having some conversations like this, hopefully there's other people that are that are you know, like you were wondering, what am I going to do next? And somebody shares, you know, oh, well, they've got this kind of podcast thing going where the fellows have been sharing about their journey and everything. And so you should really listen to that and see if it's something that you feel like you should apply for. And so it could be used that way. Do you think that's a good
1: idea? I Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Um... I think like if I was going in to you know if it was way back in October, even let's say February, um, when I accepted position, um, to have a podcast like that would have been great. Um, because coming here, there's a bit of anxiety of like, like I know what I've been told I'm gonna do, but I forgot, and what the <laughs> heck am I gonna be doing for a year?
0: You know what's it really like? What's it really right? Like? Right? Yeah. So okay, let's 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 step in the way the the way way back, but not that far back. Mm-hmm. When did you and I first meet?
1: Oh man, it was uh, winter retreat, I believe, my junior year. Oh my goodness!
0: School. At, at right? S- South Central Ohio District.
1: Yes. Yeah, that's that's when, and I helped. Uh, you're doing a sermon for the night, and you needed like a tape cross, and yes. we made that. And yeah, you had like a lot of interesting, uh, interesting stuff. I remember you, you tackled, um, Ferguson, Missouri in one of your sermons. Yeah. That was amazing. Like, uh, you know, the boldness, uh, to do that in, in that region and, and culture, um, yeah, I was really blown away because you, you're so elegant with it, you know, and we really hit it off. <laughs> I don't get know. that
0: very, I don't get, I don't get the elegant <laughs> moniker very often or at, at ever in my life. So I just, I'm going to wear that one with, with my, with my chest puffed out. Put, put that on your jean jacket as a patch, man. I'm gonna make, yeah, I'm going to make a patch out of that for sure. <laughs> you know, but the reason I was sharing about that was, was because I was um, leading Youth and Mission at the time. It was in one of our locations. But it, mm-hmm. it was also it was also what was going on and, and really is continuing to go on in our mm-hmm. world right now. And I probably shared about like um going and, and um visiting Ferguson and like going and see where Michael Brown had been shot and just like learning from the pastor there, um, Kyle Rainbow, who's still a pastor there. Um, yeah, they they were they were one of our locations where we were we were re- recruiting young adults to go and spend the summer. Kind of like the interns are doing at Shepherd, but it was just in in St. Louis. Um kind of separate, but that was you, you thought that was bold? You thought it was you thought it was kind of gutsy to share about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I didn't really hear a lot of other pastors sharing about it, you know. Huh.
0: Cool. So, well okay, so that's when we first met i was I was thinking I'd heard a story i and and I remember that, Michael, but I didn't remember that that like that was you and now that you're at a fellowship at at Shepherd, and that the guy that was helping me put the masking tape cross on the ground for yeah. one of the like it was one of the re- kind of action response things for one of the messages I think that week, kind of getting people inter- interacting with with the message and responding to it. And that was you as a teenager. I had short hair though. I had the comb over. Oh, nice. That
1: might be why you don't remember.
0: And now you got the long locks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Love it. Mid back. Was there – did I hear you telling a story over Zoom when I was like – when I was a a fly on the wall at Alan's house last Thursday about you and I being at some fundraiser seminar thing too. And for – um, cause you were doing stuff in Toledo.
1: Yeah. Well, I was going to, um, I was, uh, there's commission in Toledo yeah. and I'd been offered the position there and they wanted me to go to Reliant training and I had to raise like $5,000 and they're training us how to like ask money, ask for money and, and, and raise money, which is very effective, um, for ministry but i'm just man i it's just not something i can do and um i had an offer from uh lima community church of the Nazarene. oh yeah and i just went ahead and took that instead um and i'm so happy i did you know who'd you work with at lima oh it was
0: phil Starr. oh dude phil's my homie i love that guy yeah
1: i, t- I talked to him like
0: man. two saturdays ago for real him up on a saturday morning was chatting with him yeah because he they move he moved right and he's, he's pastoring he did, a church now I think it's Mountain Sterling right Ohio yep.
1: Mount Sterling yep. Ohio I think
0: yeah that's so cool so how long did you work with Phil?
1: I it was about a ten week internship um oh for the I, so for the summer
0: yeah yeah it was really gotcha. cool well now I can call up Phil and he's gonna give me stories on you <laughs> man
1: I Yeah, I already know some of the stories he's gonna share with you.
0: Well, but the 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 flip side of that is you could call up Phil and he could give you some stories on me. Right. So I better be I better be careful.
1: That's uh what do they what do they call that? Um blackmailing. Mutually assured destruction, right?
0: Oh, okay, yeah. (laughs) I mean we we went like yeah, we went geopolitical on that. I totally appreciate that. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, welcome. I dig it. I dig it. I love that term. That's right. Okay, so um, you know, people that are concrete sequential would have started a podcast conversation like this. Tell us who you are, and like how old you are, and where you're from, and give us a little bit of background on like schooling and work, and if you feel like there's some type of calling expressed in your life. So, who are you?
1: Who Who am I? Who yeah. Are you? So, um, Michael Perry. Uh, I got, you know, I got a call into ministry at NYC 15. So summer of 2015, Sweet. um, I pursued that calling by going to Mount Vernon Nazarene university, just graduated. I think it was the last week of April was graduation. Um, so yeah, just graduated, um, yeah, just trying to go into ministry, want to start doing missions and, um, just really happy I'm at shepherd and really excited to see what happens, you know, now that I've, I've, I've done the stuff, I've done the schooling. I'm in, I'm in the thick of it now. Um, plan on getting a masters at some point, you know, but that's not right now. So, you know,
0: you know, I did the same thing. I I think, well, it's good. Like go gr- right into graduate work, go to seminary go, you know, get, do something online or, or whatever. But that, that wasn't the path for me, dude. And it wasn't. And my deal with God was like, pay off my undergrad or pay for my graduate <laughs> work. Cause I'm not going in any more debt. Okay. Yeah. I I'm not going on debt because either somebody else thinks this is a good idea or I think it's a good idea. Like you need to make it clear. That this is what you want me to do. And you need to, Lord, you need to provide for it so that I know that it's what you want me to do. And that's kind of how it, that's kind of how it worked for me. Um, but so I, I say, wait on the Lord's timing for that stuff for sure, man. And, mm-hmm. and there's, there's, there's no rush. Um, and getting some practical experience is I, I think is so, is, is so smart. Um, especially these days. And, 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 you know, when, when I, when I, um, as a sophomore in college, I was looking at graduation going, I don't know how these people are graduating. And like, all of a sudden, amazing responsible adults that go be pastors in churches and go to seminary and like go are youth pastors and they're in charge of things and stuff like, I'm not going to be ready for that in two years. Um, and I just, I want to be mentored by somebody and I want a place where I can develop as, um, a youth pastor is my call was my calling, my calling in life. And, and, um, You know, God provided that. I think when we have that in our hearts, and you look for those things to kind of go, go engage, but kind of percolate and like, and like be formed to, dude, that sets you up for success, man. I'm, I'm really glad you're seizing an opportunity like this. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, did you say what what hometown is, where you grew up, and like, and where you went to, where you went to college at? Yeah.
1: uh, I did not. So. I was, you know, I was born in Maryland, but when I was like four, we moved to this little town called Flatwoods, Kentucky. Um, if anyone knows Ashland, Kentucky, it's right sure. there. Uh, the Kentucky, Ohio, West Virginia, Tristead area is mm-hmm. where I live. I was There's born-
0: like the river connects
1: all up in there, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like five minutes from the river. Um, I could walk to it if I wanted. Um, so yeah, that's, that's where I grew up. And then, uh, MVNU is, is in Mount Vernon, Ohio. It's about 45 minutes to an hour north, uh, northeast of Columbus, um, to probably what 20,000, I think people, um, it's not, not big, but you know, it's, it's not, um, so like home for me is kind of split between those two Mm -hmm. because I, Really, the only time once I went to college, I was home for an extended period of time was Christmas break, which is about six weeks. And in those six weeks, I would still do road trips um, like across Ohio and everything. So, yeah, home is is split between those two, I would say.
0: Sweet. You, you shared earlier about um, why you've ended up at Shepherd. But what is your role as a fellow at Shepherd? What's, what's that shaping up to be?
1: Yeah. So I, um, am, I, I work with church and family, but specifically high schoolers. So, uh, right now we just finished, um, the first week of a six week camp for high schoolers. Well, high schoolers and middle schoolers, but I minister sort to of the high schoolers, um, and when that's when that's over, I'm gonna start working with uh David No, who is the senior pastor of the Shepherd. He's awesome.
0: Church. Yeah, he's awesome. Really
1: excited for that. Um, and I uh I'm gonna do high school church and family ministry through that too. So excited to see what that holds.
0: That's cool, man. This is just a little bit random, but what else is new in this conversation for me, especially for my side of it? Um did has David shared with you or did you know that they're like they're working with somebody to do like a new website and stuff for the church
1: I did not I did not and know
0: that the, the guy he's working with is a pastor friend of mine named John Wren and John's like 25 years old he's at a second senior pastorate he was on Washington State WAPAC District and now he's moved to Central Cal in, in Bakersfield and he like has his own web design company on the side even though he's a full-time pastor. Oh, that's crazy. And and somehow John and David got connected and so my my pastor friend John that's been in the Northwest that I've gotten to know and he's worked with me on different projects. He told me the other day he's like, "Did you know I'm doing uh Shepherd Church's website and like working with them and stuff and they've contracted with me to do that?" I was like, "No, that's so cool." get I mean, this triangulation of friends and stuff, so Anyway, if you're going to be working with David, no, you'd probably be doing some, I mean, you might end up on the website sometimes. So I just wanted you to know who was the, the wizard behind all of the, the Oz. Maybe.
1: Um, that'd be pretty cool, man. I, I don't know enough about computers to know anything about what he'll be doing.
0: But... Well, I don't either, but I know how to turn them on and I know how to get on a website and that's all we need to know because John yeah. takes care of the rest of it. That, that's all I'm saying.
1: There you go.
0: <laughs> um, so I, I think David knows stories super interesting and I don't know a lot of it, but I know that he grew up in, uh, um, in the neighborhoods around shepherd and like, that's, that's, that's where it's home for him. He, he came up through shepherd and now he's a part of the leadership of shepherd and pastor at the, at the church. Yeah. Have you, have you gleaned some of that story from him or like, has he, has he shared any of that yet?
1: Yeah, so um one of the interviews I went through um in getting the position uh was an interview with him and he uh he shared his uh life story of how he came to uh came to work with Shepherd um and how he kind of he went through the Shepherd system. So um that was really cool hearing I haven't heard his full testimony but yeah, he he has shared some of the some of the story with that. Cool.
0: So, Mike, what's it like there? What's the what's the neighborhood like? What are you seeing? What? How how would you describe it?
1: Yeah, um, I. Just simply it's awesome. Um <clears throat> I am
0: <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> get it all out. Yeah, get gotta, all gotta get out. the whole
1: thing. Um, but no, I am super, super extroverted. Um, and so living no in a city, yeah, yeah, no way. One of, of guess that. Um, but you know, living in a city, which is something I've never done up to this point, uh, is awesome. I love, I love it. And then, you know, east side, um, you know, they say say it's a pretty bad part of town, but I haven't, I haven't had any bad experiences yet, man. Like I have had nothing but, but good experiences. These, yeah. And I've been here two weeks, you know, nothing negative so far. Um, I mean, there's ambulances that come up and down the street, but, that's part of living in a city, man. You know? Um, Yeah. Yeah. I I adjusted a lot quicker. I didn't think, I thought, you know, the traffic would keep me up, but it didn't, you know? Um, And shepherd as a whole, as a whole, like in these two weeks, I mean, I've just been able to see like one, how much they partner with other ministries, you know, to get the job done. And then also just really how respected they are in the community.
0: You know, that's awesome. Um, what, what was this is your you just finished your second week there and it was the mm-hmm. first full week of of like summer camp. But what was the training week like? What was your first week like?
1: Yeah. Um, so training was interesting because of Shepherd's approach. Um, so the very, very first thing they tell you, man, is to be flexible. That is Mm -hmm. the very first thing. And their idea is like, you know, you, I'm hired to do, you know, high school ministry, but there might be a day where I have to step in and do a ministry somewhere else. Maybe, you know, with the, uh, with the elementary kids or, you know, what have you. And their training is, you're going to get trained in this, even though it might not pertain to you specifically. It will still pertain to you probably at some point. Yeah. You know. So it was um it was a lot. It you know, it was like drinking through a fire hose. Um to to kind of put it to put it plainly. Uh but it was really fun because I was nervous. I was I was terrified, man. Monday, Tuesday. Um I you know, I, one of the funny things is like I'm super extroverted, right? Yeah but in new social situations, dude, I, I don't, I don't speak, man. I really don't. Mm. It took me like, uh, when I went to college, it took me like four days, you know, to talk. Like if someone said something to me, I'd, I'd answer, but buddy, that's it. And that, you know, that's how it was with Shepard first two days. And then, um, David, uh, Hartsburg, one of the fellows I live with, he was kind of the first guy I hit it off with. And then, uh, Nate, who was the middle school intern. He and I hit it off pretty well around the same time. And then the other guy we live with, Anthony, we hit it off. And um, so, yeah, we've all just kind of been been hanging out, having a good time. So that was the first, you know, group of friends that I made and where I felt comfortable. Um, But it took me, man, it took me two or three days. You know, Monday, I was like, man, this is a bad day. Tuesday, I was like, man, should I have done this? <laughs> and then, and then Wednesday, I was like, "Oh, this is awesome, man! I love this." It kind of great, broke through. So it was, it was really funny that turnaround. And then um, Friday hit, man, and it was, it was the weekend. So David and I, we went uh, Friday and Saturday. Uh, we just explored Indy. You know, we we just drove around, found some stuff. I mean, we went to the statue, walked to uh, to Lucas Oil Stadium. Um, yeah all that jazz man it was it was a good weekend
0: dude i when you told me you'd been exploring indie when we were messaging back and forth i just started thinking about all the places i like to go to and and uh, you know it's 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 really advanced since the last well since when i first started looking up indie stuff now when you type in like things to do in indianapolis and and that that web search that pops up and it gets all, it has all these different locations to go to. I started going through that list a few weeks ago and I was like, Oh, this is kind of cool. cool. Like I've been to a lot of these places that I've taken groups of young adults to, to do training or prayer walks or for a cultural experience or for a meal or, or whatever. So um, there's Indianapolis is, it's one of those towns and it's like, you know, it's in the middle of the United States. It's, it's Indiana. um, And people are like, I mean, Maybe you're gonna to go to a conference there, maybe you're gonna to go to, you know, the, the Indy five hundred or whatever, but what else are you gonna do in Indiana besides so play basketball or you know, um, drive into a cornfield or something? <laughs> but there's a there's a lot to do there. Um, and and there's just some cool little cultural niche things. Um, and I was just, you know, what you were sharing about the neighborhood and everything, um, it is it's it's a difficult, it's a hard broken there's a lot of crime and it's right where shepherd needs to be isn't it
1: yeah oh absolutely because that's the thing is like um i was told so the um the security guy you know and i i don't know if i'm supposed to say this or not but the security guard when we were doing training was explaining to us and he's like you know if you look at this specific neighborhood we're not talking indianapolis in general we're not talking West we're talking um I think it's either tuxedo park or, um, Oh, I can't, I can't think of, um, anyways, the neighborhood, very specific neighborhood that we're in near East side. Um, he said, if you look per capita, this is like second or first highest in, in crimes, um, in in the, in the United United States. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which blew me away. I almost want to fact check him on that. um, but as he should. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's what he said. So, you know, that's what he said. That's not what I'm saying. I still want to look into it. Um, but then uh, a friend of mine, Nate, the guy I work with, um, he had said, you know, um, when you look at, you know, west side, east side, south side, you know, north side, um, when you look at incarcerations, east side has the most. And so, yeah, I mean, it, it's a rough, you're right. Like it's, it's a bad part of town. It's, it's a rough part of town. It's not a bad part of town. It's a rough part of town, but it needs, you know, you can't expect someone who lives in tuxedo park, right. To drive, you know, seven miles to, you know, North side to get ministered there. Right. You know, you have to, you have to go to them. Right. And so I think they're really good in that in going, you know, to where the, the people need them. And, and one of the cool things just to kind of bring in their vision is, you know, they say um, our goal is to end poverty within our zip code. Right. Indianapolis has more than just one zip code, you right. know, and so that what they're saying is like our goal is
0: to end poverty
1: where we are. And if we do that someday, yeah, we'll branch out. But our goal is to end poverty here,
0: you know. It's focused, it's relationally focused to yeah. that 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 geographical zip code area neighborhood and that parish mentality. Absolutely. And yeah. I mean
1: to add to it for they used to have a policy that if you worked for Shepherd, you had to live, worship, and work on East Side. Um uh-huh. When they grew from what Alan was telling me, from when they grew, they couldn't really hold that, you know, as strict. Yeah. But in the early days, apparently that's that's what their policy was.
0: Well dude, and they've had to grow in, in yeah in in response to the you know the need in fulfilling the mission of breaking the cycle of poverty and the the continuum of care that they've set up from you know, from cradle to the grave um in 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 their neighborhood but when i when i first became aware of shepherd and was coming around there for different stuff it was in 2014 and they had 60 staff and now they have 80 man ain't that crazy and it is it is and so sometimes when i talk to people about shepherd they're like oh so there's a, a church i'm like well there is a church but the church has like how many staff michael
1: oh I mean, david david's
0: the pastor but if you were to count like Paid staff at the church. Yeah, staff it's is at not the much. It, it's Two? not a
1: big church, right? Yeah, and, and there's
0: there's volunteer pastors and and, and roles and, and stuff, but it's the it's across the parking lot at the at the at the center. Um, that's where the hands and feet stuff is happening, and the church is a part of that. Yeah that's that's interesting. what's been your experience with like so there's shepherd community church and there's shepherd community center like how do those interplay together and how how are they how are you seeing them as different ways of expressions of being the like the the hands and feet of Christ and being the body of Christ yeah um i
1: you know i haven't been there long enough to fully notice that i i think personally but It's one of those things. It's like we're a community center, in a sense. From what I've picked up, we're a community center, really kind of before we're a church. And so the idea of like compassionate ministry is, you know, we're gonna help you, and if you if you come to know the Lord, awesome. But we're not gonna force you, you know, to go to church. Like we're not gonna be like, hey, if you want our benefits, you have to go to our church. You know, we we don't do that. Um, as far as like being in the hands and feet of Jesus, we're doing compassionate ministry because of compassion, right? We're not doing this with, with an ulterior motive of, yeah. um, having people join our church or, or what have you. We're just doing it because, Hey, like God called us to do this and we're doing right. it. And then you have the church side of like, yeah, you know, we're doing this, but also like, here's a place to worship
0: who we worship right
1: and that's and that's what i'm seeing personally
0: yeah it's it's kind of a both and isn't it i mean it's it's we it's it's all part of the same thing i mean the, the compassionate ministry movement into the community grew from shepherd as a church back in the day decades ago what, 35 years ago um and and when people do come to know Christ, because they do, and they want to be a part of a fellowship. And so there is a fellowship there. But there's also been like – I don't know if there are now, but there were three different kind of congregations that were meeting um, um, on any given Sunday with 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 Shepherd. And sometimes – I know COVID really jacked that up for everybody, but there was the, the yeah. celebration service that was happening in, in the community center. Um, but – well, dude, I mean, there's a lot to, there's a lot more to, to discover and to, and to learn. But what's, what's, as, let's kind of wrap it up and, and end with you just sharing kind of one, one takeaway from the last couple of weeks that's just kind of resonating or, or, or you're just kind of sitting with and, and, um, it's been meaningful to you.
1: Yeah. Um, I would say, um, Man, I would say just, you know, one of my favorite passages, one of my favorite quotes from the Bible is from first John four, and it's, you know, love God, love others. Right. And it's like, you know, out of our love for God, we're loving others and through our love for others, we're showing how much we love God. It's so intertwined and interconnected, um, And so I think, you know, the biggest takeaway for me is like um, the Christian faith is a pious faith. And so you need, you know, yeah, it takes faith, right, to join in the Christian faith, but it's faith without works is dead, right? Mm -hmm. So I think for me, just this love God, love others, pious faith that resembles a lot of what the early Nazarene church was built off of um mm. i think the big that that's the biggest takeaway for me uh these past two weeks and again like it's only my second week here man <clears throat> like right you know i still don't have you know uh a full bearing of of shepherd and and indianapolis you know yeah so i yeah yeah I, you know my my toes in the pool
0: you know <clears throat> well i i i respect that that you're you have that awareness of kind of where you're at on the, on the journey and it's going to be exciting to talk to you in like two months, you know? Oh yeah. And, and in six months and, and in nine months and like how things are moving and shaping and changing in you as you're diving deeper into your roles and responsibilities and, and, and the neighborhood. So we'll just, we'll just keep, we'll keep checking in, man. But right now your mission is, get home (laughs) safely on the roads in kentucky tonight we will so we will we will thanks for taking some time pulling over chat with me for a little bit and i'll just be i'll be checking in with you next week man
1: sounds good man hey this was fun this
0: was fun Yeah, thank you. I and you know what? Uh, I wanna I wanna talk to you more about the podcast that you did previously, and and um, you can you can help me get better at this too. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, It was an all right podcast. I don't know how many tips and tricks I can give, but it ran for twenty episodes.
0: Well, I'm gonna that should be continued.